Welcome to the Diamond Mind Podcast with Nate and Laney, where we listen to and review all 92 Diamond albums certified by Billboard. Today's album is Sevens by Garth Brooks. Let me start it off with a little something. Yeehaw, guys. Yeehaw. <laughs> Alright, so this album is 45 minutes long. It was released November 25th, 1997, and it went 10 times platinum. Okay. I will also add in that I have seen Garth Brooks in concert twice. Okay. So I knew some of these songs already, but yeah. Uh, we're in a different area this time of recording, a so if it, sound, if it sounds different, uh, that's that's why. We're in a bit of a bigger room, a bit of a bigger closet, and might I say. It, it's literally a bigger closet, and instead of using a cardboard box, it's a stool. But I also kind of like this sound better, mm-hmm. I think, than the other one. Fair so enough. We might make this one our, our yeah, regular. Maybe. Well, I mean, if that stuff never gets out of that other closet, we might yeah. not have a choice. Okay, let's get on to the the songs and the album and such. Mm-hmm. Let's. So, first song, Long Neck Bottle. That was goofy. I said, <laughs> I said it was catchy. It was one of those good dancing uh-huh. You have to say it like that. Dankson. Uh-huh. And I said that you can clearly understand him, which is nice compared to some of the other stuff we've listened to. <laughs> compared to the first album had no lyrics, and then the next yeah. two had lyrics that you couldn't really <laughs> bear to listen to. Like, yeah. Um, I said it was just classic 90s country, <clears throat> and it has really... Um, well, apparently I had to typo because I can't just like type things out on my phone. But I said that he has some range and a little bit of mm-hmm. rasp. In his That's voice. what I wrote. I wrote. He was like, "Dang, dude's dude's kind of got some range Garth to him." Brooks got it going uh, on. And I was like, "He's a genuinely skilled musician." Yeah. Um, which you'll see, listeners of the mm-hmm. podcast will see later on. There's a lot of Garth Brooks albums on this uh, 92 Diamond Albums list. Uh, he's a genuinely skilled musician. I was kind of surprised to see one of his albums this low. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Long Night Bottle, it's just the one of those catchy, goofy, lighthearted songs that gets, yeah. you, gets you in your groove, you mm-hmm. know? Exactly. Okay. Next song. How You Ever Gonna Know. I thought it was super poppy. Yeah, I, I wrote down head <clears throat> bopping, you know? Like, I yeah. was just bobbing my head. And I said, the chorus is catchy. But it slowed down during the verses, which I thought I know, was a little that weird. bothered me. Yeah. Like, I don't know why he tempo changed like that. No. I don't know. That, if he had just kept it at one tempo, it would have been because better. I feel like with that song, he was trying to go for like a poppy feel, like mm-hmm. something that'd be catchy. But when you slow the tempo down like that in the verses, I mean, that kind of takes, takes away it, yeah, the catchiness exactly. and the poppiness and junk. So... I mean, yeah, it was different, so yes. I'll give him that, Yeah, but it just wasn't, I don't know, I didn't think it lived up to its potential. I would like so. to say this before we go on to the next song. I think this album, unless all of the rest of the albums from now on are amazing, mm-hmm. I think this album is way too low, personally. Yeah. Because, like, I see some albums that are up there higher on the list, and I'm like, this album is below that. Yes, I don't think this album is amazing, Um. But I, I also say, don't think this album is 89, right? Right, yeah. I would say it's in the middle with Kenny G. Uh-huh. In that, like, 40s, 50s kind of area. Mm-hmm. I agree with you on that. I do actually have intentions to make a board so we can visualize it and actually yeah. rearrange them. Like, like a Velcro? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll have to go to, like, 
to Target or somewhere. Uh-huh. Yeah, I got I got that one. Target covered. hit us with the sponsor. Oh please, <laughs> please. Okay, uh, next song. She's gonna make it. Uh, this is the one with the video. Oh my gosh, where we had to find. Okay, oh my gosh. so uh, let me preface this. <laughs> Garth Brooks is on. He's partnered with Amazon Music, right? Yeah. So you can only find a lot of Garth Brooks songs on Amazon Prime Music or whatever. And so yeah, that's that's um, literally it, unless you buy his CDs. So Lainey, um thought she had had Amazon Prime Music, but it kept screwing up on our computer or whatever. So, we had to, like, search for every song that we listened to on, on this on this album. On YouTube. Yes, and YouTube. we searched for it on YouTube. And to find, what is the song? Um, she's Gonna Make It. She's Gonna Make It. <laughs> it was just this, like, it was just this girl. And it was a compilation of pictures of her. That her that boyfriend all, made yes, it, Yes, her though. boyfriend made it. And some of them aren't very flattering. But they're all, it's just a slideshow of pictures to this song, and that's how we had to listen to this song. Like, we had to find it by listening to that. I mean, I definitely got distracted by the video. I didn't, I, I feel like I didn't really listen yeah, to the song. Yeah, I didn't absorb that. Like, I should have. I just said it's a typical slow country love song. I mean, because, yeah. like, that's one I, of my, I wrote that exact, same, that exact same thing down. That's, like, one of my main gripes with this album, is there's a lot of that. Typical slow lovey dovey country. I feel like honestly though, that's what the majority of country is. <laughs> they just rephrase it or reword mm-hmm. it or put it to different. I mean, like, yeah. There's a few subjects that oh, I got to silence my phone. Apologies. Um, there's a few subjects that most country can be under an umbrella of. Not all. Trucks. Beer. Women you love, yeah. Heartbreak, yeah. That's a good one. Or just being redneck, yeah. That's that's like ninety five percent of country music, and some people do it better than others. I would say that Garth Brooks does it better than most. Mo- yeah, 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 for <laughs> sure, for sure. Because so I genuinely enjoyed that. this. Yeah, but yeah, if yeah. it was like a Luke Bryan album where he was oh, like yeah. doing that garbage, uh, that's I'd, fair. That's yeah. Fair. Okay, so other than the video, I mean, the video, I don't know, it might have also enhanced the song. That was just <laughs> incredible. That was so funny. Yeah. Um, anyway, next song, I Don't Have to Wonder. Again. Um, <laughs> this is another video. <laughs> again. Hold on, you start with the video and okay, I'll say what I was so going to say. It was another like homemade music video or whatever that was released in 2009. Mm-hmm. And it was just this guy in his oh, backyard. Yeah. yeah. And he's wearing like the tux in his backyard. Is that the guy? Yeah, with the hat. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, he needs to cut his grass. <laughs> his grass was like at least six inches tall, dude. Was, I swear. His grass had dude, to have been yeah. housing moles. Like, I think it was like at least a foot. Like, it was tall. Dude, it was bad. Um, How did the homeowners association not get on him for that? <laughs> I don't know, because it looked like he was in a subdivision. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, I said that this one was just another slow country love song. Yeah. And that it's about a girl that he likes that's getting married. I think that's what we determined. Yeah, the person's getting married, and he wanted to get married to her, mm-hmm. I think. Um, I wrote that um, it's just another very typical 
country song. And I think it's typical because Garth Brooks had so much success in the 90s that a lot of people, well, I think late 80s as well, but mostly the 90s, um, that a lot of people wanted to replicate what he did. And so what he's done on these albums has become typical because so many many people want to sound like him. Um, But I wrote that it was... Uh, good storytelling, at mm-hmm. least. Um, but it's still, it's cheesy. And that's also another complaint I have with country music. A lot of it's cheesy, in my opinion. Um, Hold on. Okay, it's funny that you say that a lot of people replicate that. Because mm-hmm. there is a song by Thomas Rhett, who is a country singer now, yeah. and his dad is Rhett Atkins. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you say his name. Um, and there's a song called Marry Me that's about a girl that he likes that's getting married. See, it's just so, so it's weird. Like, 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 that's also a weird thought to me. I wrote boo-hoo. Because <laughs> in, in, in the song, the Garth Brooks song, he has a ring for the girl that's getting married. And I'm sitting here thinking, yeah. like, who proposes or thinks about proposing and buys a ring for someone who's in a serious enough relationship that they're going to get married? Seriously, no. Garth Brooks, where are you coming <laughs> from there? I just, I just don't know. Also, I would like to put this disclaimer out there that we didn't do research on this. Um, this like too album, heavily, yeah. Yeah, like, we didn't look up the meaning of the lyrics like we have in the past. We didn't, I don't know, just read into it as much. This one's off the dome, buddy. It really is, because I was sick and I didn't feel like doing it, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that's why, if you notice, Lainey might sound a little... Stuffy. <laughs> yeah, a little, a little clogged. It's not COVID, though, so don't worry. Also, wait, when we're recording this, it's January 2nd, so Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy also New Year's that. 2021. Yeah, hopefully it's oh, Let me get this question out of the way in 2021. How do you feel about candy corn? I like candy corn. I like candy corn, too. A lot of people don't. Yeah, I kind of like it. I will say, I don't like the chocolate ones, though. Oh, yeah. Those are boo-boo butthole. Yeah, those are bad. I just mm-hmm. like the normal ones. Uh, or the pumpkins. They're not yeah, the, pu- the pumpkins are okay. It's just too much I like the for candy. me. Yeah, they're too, like, they're twice the size as a candy corn, and I just can't, whatever. Okay, anyway, back to this album, Happy New Year, yeah. Um, okay, Two Pina Coladas. Now, That's this, a classic. Yeah, this is one of his most popular songs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. <laughs> look, at what, look at what I wrote. I'm not going to say that. Um... <laughs> Okay, so I wrote for the song that it was very catchy. Yeah. And I said it's just about having a good time. And I said it's one of his most popular, which I just mentioned because, I mean, it is. It mm-hmm. really is. He performs it at all of his concerts, whatever. And I said it kind of is similar to Kenny Chesney. And you said Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, With Jimmy that, like, Buffett. islandy country type of feel. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's all I have. I wrote, uh, again, kind of furthers my claim on... Uh, Garth Brooks creating the country stereotypes mm-hmm. that this is kind of like your country drinking song, you know, like, yeah. um, at the end, it's kind of like a everybody and everybody's like two pina colada. That's you exactly know. how he performs. Um, it. That's exactly how it is. It's yeah. and literally like, if you think about, uh, other people that are making those country drinking songs that are kind of from that time period, like, uh, Margaritaville. That also, like, has that trope, like, I will say, everybody. though, Jimmy Buffett branded himself in the 70s. Uh-huh. But he's also not really country. I don't consider him country. Kenny Chesney, however, started up in the 90s mm-hmm. and then turned into that. So I feel like Garth Brooks is also a part of his, like... Yeah. 
I'm not saying that that Jamie Buffett copied Garth Brooks. That's not what no, I meant. No, but by it's that. like the same. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he. I mean, his first song, "Long Neck Bottle," that's another drinking song. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That one's honestly kind of a banger. I've really liked Long Neck Bottle. Yeah, I like that one too. Um, Something I'd like to say is if this album hadn't had your sad, slow country songs or your sad or slow lovey-dovey country songs, this album would have been very high on my list because I really liked songs like Long Neck Bottle and uh, Two Pina Coladas. Um, I'd also like to preface... uh, I'm not a huge fan of country music, but this album, like, songs like that are honestly, like, if you just want to have fun yeah, and just listen to some music and have a good time, those songs are going to be good for you. But uh, I don't understand how this album got that low. Anyways. I mean, if we are rating the four that we have so far, mm-hmm. this will, it would be Kenny G, Garth Brooks, Nickelback, then Creed. Yeah. I think. But if he hadn't just kind of put in that love filler, I feel like he would be above Kenny G, Mm -hmm. like, pretty easily. But Kenny G just had that vibe, so. (laughs) Also, I wrote, yeah, uh, on two pina coladas. I don't know if he had some big vocal thing right there that I can't remember, but yeah, yeah, aw, guys. Anyways. I mean, there's that breakdown where he was like, Bray, Mary, and then it like uh-huh. cuts, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Yeah, yeah, uh. Yeah, yeah, uh. Official review. Okay, the next song is Cowboy Cadillac. Mm-hmm. Mm. I wasn't a big fan of this one. I don't think I was. It's uh, at least what I wrote. <laughs> I said, typical upbeat Garth song. The lyrics are a little wanky. Wanky? Yeah, I don't know. Wonky? No, I wrote wanky. <laughs> <laughs> he has the higher pitched twang. And <laughs> I wrote, it's about either, oh yeah, because we were talking about this. It's about either a horse truck or a girl. <laughs> and I said that there was an interesting break toward the end that I kind of liked, but I don't remember because I didn't go back and listen to it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, why don't we listen to it right now? I'm just kidding. Um, right, yeah. Yeah, just play it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, my phone. What? Horse, truck, or girl. That's that's exactly what I wrote down. Honestly. Uh, I wrote, I mean, I've kind of hit on this, but everything about this album is stereotypical. Right. And I, I don't know if that's a testament to how good and how big Garth was in the 90s, or how much he couldn't, or if it's like a testament to how much he couldn't branch off from his sound. I don't know. I, I don't know. just real quick want to look up his net worth. Mm-hmm. Dude, dude's probably loaded. Okay, well I accidentally typed in girth, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> He's worth four hundred million dollars. Christ Jesus. Oh wait, that's combined with his wife Trisha Yearwood. But she she's on this album. They do a duet or like whatever. What which song is that? Um, I don't know. I can't remember. I wrote it down. Um, but she only had a few hits, and I think now she has like a cooking show. <laughs> That's so random. I think. Hold on, wait. Let me find this website because it separates them. Uh, do 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 do. Oh gosh. Okay, I don't know. It says 
Why are they always just combined? Like, I know they're married and everything. They got the same bank account. They do, but still, I don't want to see that. I want to know their differences. Oh my gosh, this is... Anyways, while Lainey's looking this up, how are you feeling, uh, viewers? Um, so, recently, it was Christmas. Um, what'd you get for Christmas? That's cool. Um. <laughs> it says his salary is $90 million per year. What a baller. Okay, he's rich. <laughs> yeah, he's got the bag. Simple as that. I think he makes more than Trisha, so he probably contributes, at, I'd say, at least $20 million, or $200 million. Mm-hmm. Probably more than that. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, he was successful. Um, And, I mean, he was, like, a 90s country star, I'm pretty sure. So oh, he, yeah. So he was big with all of those other people. A lot of, uh, getting on a personal note, a a lot of our family is really interested in what we're doing with the whole listening to all 92 Diamond albums, like my mom and Steve and all them Mm -hmm. always ask me about it. Well, one of my friends slid up on my story Mm -hmm. when I put that on my Snapchat or whatever, and she was like, oh yeah, when can I come on? And I think she was joking, but honestly, like, people are actually kind of interested in it yeah because it's honestly i think it's a pretty interesting uh Mm -hmm. subject um it's not really something that a lot of people can buckle down and just do but where i was going with that is a lot of our family's interested so when i told my mom that we were listening to garth brooks she was like oh my gosh like garth brooks was massive in the 90s uh i'm sure he has so many i loved garth brooks um, yeah, because I went to the concert with your mom. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, it's just, I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Uh, if you uh, are listening to this, uh, the 92 albums with us or whatever, mm-hmm. um, there's albums from the 60s all the way from albums to like m- that are like more modern. More modern, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the most modern album that's on there. Oh, I don't know. Adele, I yeah. think. Adele is probably the most modern album on there. Yeah, because hers was after the 2000s, so I mean... Yeah. Right. Um, But it's just kind of cool, because this subject really spans generations upon generations, because yeah. everybody can get behind music. Yeah, well, even my dad, he was like, oh yeah, there, he probably has a few on that list, mm-hmm. because dad doesn't like new country music, he like he likes older stuff, but yeah. he knows Garth Brooks songs, mm-hmm. and he was at that last concert that we went to too, as well, and so yeah, he even recognized it, so Garth Brooks, he's an entertainer, he won Entertainer of the Year too, at mm-hmm. one point, I don't think it was that long ago, but yeah. Okay, Fit for a King, mm-hmm. uh, trying to be heartwarming, I wrote that it's trying to be heartwarming and whatever, but just comes off as cheesy to me, uh, personally. I don't know how you feel about it, but this was also another one of those songs where we had to find a video. Do you remember that? Um, He's the guy oh, that's yeah. just standing on the corner and he has the Bible it in his like hand. It was like the old man. Okay. Yes, because this is what I wrote down for that, because the lyrics kind of went with how he was acting, and mm-hmm. I wrote that um, it's about one of those crazy guys that preach in public. <laughs> you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. 
And I said, or maybe it's just like a homeless guy trying to find his way, something like that. Believe in Jesus or you're burning. Yeah, exactly. Really wear all white. Mm -hmm. And And then I wrote, yeah, and then I wrote that it's a slow song with kind of like a guitar twang. I used the word twang again. And then I said, I like that he, um, his voice was down an octave, so it's a bit lower. And I just said that maybe it was also about a man relying on God in his life slash not losing face. Mm Mm-hmm. Faith. I'm trying He's to losing faith. that face, guys. Yeah, his face. His face is just gone. His faith. And uh, I also wrote, don't judge a book by its cover. I said it was cheesy. And I said it was kind of weird to come off of um, two pina coladas and cowboy Cadillac. Yes. And that's exactly what I thought. That's all I have. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's about all I got to say about that, too. So. Do what you gotta do, I think, is the next one, correct? Yes. Uh, I wrote, big change in pace after Fit for a King. Um, what do you think about that while I'm looking at this real I quick? said that I liked the banjo that he included. Um, it was, it, he kept that kind of lower octave in his voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoyed that. I liked that it was faster tempo, and I wrote that it was motivating. I don't remember the song, so... This song doesn't have a chorus. Isn't that weird? It's just five verses in Honestly, an okay, I feel like some older country songs, if you go back and listen, they don't have a chorus, and they just tell the story straight through, but they just yeah. have, like, little breaks in between. Especially with Garth Brooks. At least, I'd, I'm, I'm gonna say this now, I haven't listened to a lot of Garth Brooks right. in my time on this earth. Your days. Um... <laughs> My few, my few days. Right. Um, and, uh, from what I can tell, he's a pretty good storyteller. Um, and that's something that country music now, um, just doesn't have a good storytelling. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm sure there's a few exceptions like Chris Stapleton or like, oh, what's that dude that sings Feathered Indians? Uh, do you know that song? Oh my gosh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Hold on, I can look it up. Um, yeah, look that up real quick. But those those people are pretty good. Is it t- Tyler Childers? Yes. Yeah. Uh, those hey. guys are like good storytellers, but mm-hmm. um, then you've got your mainstream people. I'm not going to like say specific names in case you are bash. a fan. I mean, I already called out Luke Bryan earlier. That but, is fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I do know people that are huge fans of him. So. That's, that's crazy I'm to not me. Really, but... but the. That's something that country music now just kind of lacks is a, a storytelling aspect, and that's kind of why I think uh, I don't have a very positive opinion of country. Is a lot of country that I've listened to is just no story. It's about those like five main things I it's listed. It's kind of garbage. Like it's not from personal experience. Mm-hmm. Like even Morgan Wallen, who is from Tennessee, uh-huh. speaks about personal experiences uh-huh. and like actual places and events that have happened here. Yes. But, I don't well, know. little spoiler. We're from Tennessee. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Surprise. We're, we're from, like, the exact same place that uh, Morgan, Morgan Wallen and Kenny Chesney are from. And we're, like, 30 minutes away from where Dolly Parton was born, so. Dude, we're pretty cool. Honestly. And I'm pretty sure Usher was from Nashville, but that's a side what? note. What? Yeah, I think so. T- Justin Timberlake was also from, uh. Was he from Franklin or something? I don't know. Or was he from Memphis? I, he might have been from Memphis. Mm, he might have been. Um, also, Johnny Knoxville. Hey. Okay, that's true. 
uh, Andrew Jackson and Andrew Johnson. <laughs> okay. And okay. James K. Polk. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is going too far. This is just. Where were we at? Um. Do what you got to do. Yes. Oh, but yeah, we're from Tennessee. If you couldn't tell by like, I don't know if Nate really has it, but I do, and I hate it. But I really have that southern draw, draw accent, and I really don't like that. But I know you can hear it, so it's okay. Whatever. Um, you move me. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Before we get into this one, I wrote down that we took a break to watch a video of two little kids fighting. <laughs> <laughs> They were going to ham. They were. They had them elbows up. Yeah, they they, just, they were like shuffling their feet, and they had their elbows at an 180 then, like, degree their angle. Their parents, or, like older siblings, were just filming it and like. <laughs> a, I just don't. Yeah, yeah whatever. Parenting. Anyway, you move me. You move me. Cheesy. That's exactly what I wrote. Boring. Personally, another typical country love song. I wrote, if you're in love, then yeah, I guess it's true, but it's so boring and bland. Where's the flavor, you know, the zest? <laughs> Lo- love is cheesy. Like, in general, yeah, it, love is cheesy, yeah, so it's okay. kind of it's yeah. kind of hard to write a love song uh, that isn't super duper cheesy. I don't know, Taylor Swift does it well. I, I mean, I can get behind some Taylor Swift music. <laughs> the way, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah. It's getting a little warm in this room. I'm about to start coughing like crazy. <laughs> the dogs. Y'all hear that? The dogs. Y'all hear my dog? <laughs> I just had to. I had to open up the door and circulate some air through. I'm my sorry. Feet are asleep also because we're sitting on the floor because we don't have a good setup. Oh, we'll get oh a good setup God. by like episode fifty or something. Probably by like number two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. You good? Where were we at? <laughs> uh, we are at You Move Me. We just said it was cheesy and boring. This one is just like not... <laughs> no, I think this is a good podcast. It's better than Kenny G. Kenny G was kind of bland because we didn't have a lot. Like... Dude, I, I think this is the best one yet, buddy. I've got a lot to say. I don't know. In Creed, we, which actually is coming out tomorrow. Um, tomorrow as in tomorrow after we're done recording this. Not tomorrow as in tomorrow after this. January 3rd. Yes. Um, We talk about aliens. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um. Anyway. In another's oh, eyes. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, 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 I said, um, after you moved me, we took another break to listen to Carl Weezer singing Say It Ain't So <laughs> by the band Weezer. Jimmy. <laughs> that, uh, do they have it? I don't think they have a Diamond album, which is very unfortunate. I like I Weezer. I really like Weezer. Yeah, uh-huh. I do too. Um, anyways. In another's eyes. <laughs> This was the duet with his wife, Trisha Yearwood. At least, this was probably the best of those slow, country, yeah. lovey-dovey BS songs. Um, right. Which, I mean, because I guess, I don't know, this one felt a little bit more <laughs> genuine. Um, yeah. there was Okay, the first concert I went to, he actually brought her out. Uh-huh. And they sang this song. And I remember being so you? bored. Oh, middle school? Mm-hmm. Middle school, I think. Um, no, no, no. I was a freshman in high school. Okay. That's when it was. Um, because it was during basketball season. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said that when he plays this live, I wish I could just leave and go to the concession stand or something. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I just don't... That song is just boring. Like, it's just not what I listen to. Mm-hmm. But they sing it well together. Yeah. So. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> yeah, same, same. A friend to me, uh, I think is the next song, correct? A friend of me? 
Or did I miss one? I think it's when there's no one around. When there's no one around. Oh, I missed one. Oh, my goodness. I don't have anything to say about this one, Lady. I'm sorry. Okay, I do have a little bit. Hold on, what is it called? I'll look up the lyrics real quick. When there's no it. one around. Oh, when there's no one around. That quick analyzation. Garth For this one, I said, oh, this is the one where we couldn't find him singing it, so we had to listen to the cover. Oh, that's probably why I didn't write anything. Yeah, and I said that it does kind of, but it was like one of those like really close, like, um. Wasn't. Wasn't Garth Brooks? I thought Garth Brooks was a cover of this song. Was that not what we figured out? That Garth Brooks was covering the song. No, yes, it is a cover. Right. Look up who. Look up who the original singer is because I listened to the. When there's no one around, we listened to the original version. Garth Brooks covers the song, and I said it kind of reminds me of John Denver, and this might be one of my like kind of favorites on the album. Tim O'Brien, perhaps. Let's that might have been the that might have been the version we listened to. Sorry if it plays. I don't mean for it to. Yes, that's who it is. Okay. That's the one I said. Yeah, okay. So it reminded me of John Denver, and I said that it was one of my favorites on the album because I actually did kind of like this one. Um. Also, if we uh get what is it called information incorrect. Like, if we're ever like, oh, this is a cover, and it's not a cover or something, don't crucify us. We... Please. Yeah, um, I'm like 17. <laughs> I'm not very... If you... I've not been around the block for long. How... I mean, we would say contact us, but how? Because I can't put this on YouTube because we're not a verified channel. Deal with it. I thought you were going to say your email for a Bro, second. I will. <laughs> N-A-T-E-C-H-2003 at gmail.com. That's NateCH2003 at gmail.com. If you need to contact me and be like, Nate, that Garth Brooks album is so much better than you thought it was, go for it. <laughs> we should have just gotten like a burner email. <laughs> no, that's like, like, that's like my personal email. He will personally contact you you know half hope that this uh um this podcast does not blow up like in any way so that (laughs) email isn't just just screwed i'm gonna have to change the the email on a lot of my accounts (laughs) (laughs) okay moving on i said at least like i kind of took a break from the songs and just made general comments i said uh that at least the songs are short you've got to be kidding me what is this muted? No. Okay. I can hear it in my mic or in my. Well, I just phone. I didn't know the button was on. That was red. No, it blinks when it's muted. Okay. <laughs> my Christ. That would suck. God. That would suck. Okay. Uh, a friend to me. That's the next. A friend to me. God, so slow. Another this slow end, love song. This end. I thought this one kind of th- made me think it was just about like friendship. Mm. You know. I can feel you on that. It's just, I feel like with a lot of the albums, not a lot of the albums we've listened to, Kenny G, for sure, mm-hmm. um, Creed was just kind of the whole album, but yeah, the that. end of the <laughs> album, or like the middle-ish end, uh, just so slow and like yeah. not good. <laughs> uh, they'll like put their bangers in the early middle 
or the very beginning, or maybe like the last song, kind of how Nickelback did with Rockstar. Um, That's true. That is true. But like the middle-ish end is always just a drag. And this album, I think, for sure. Maybe they just didn't know how to make it flow like Mm -hmm. that. Because a lot of people that I listen to, I feel like they don't do that as Mm -hmm. much. But maybe it's also because I don't sit and listen to the albums all the way through normally. Because this is really challenging yeah. The mind when it comes to things like this, but yeah. Um where are we at? Take the keys to my heart, right? Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. I said it was catchy. I, I thought that too, yeah. Um based on the title of this, you would think it is another slow garbage song, but it's really not. No, he's like, "Baby, take the keys to my heart. Yeah, Let's get it going." He's it's not a like take the keys to my heart, my love. It is, he is on some, some hick-ish. Uh, sh- is He's ready also, to go. It's also short. I, I said that it was catchy, upbeat, another love song, but a lot of country is, so good luck getting around that. And I said it will get your feet tapping and your mm-hmm. head nodding. <laughs> it's another dancing song. Dancing. Um, I also said that he uses the fiddle quite a bit throughout this album, which I actually not like. Mm-hmm. It's a nice quality. Um, makes it more, I guess, folkish and true country rather than the garbage now. I also said that he doesn't write all of his songs, which kind of bothers me, but he has written several or, like, co-written. Mm-hmm. So I'll give him yeah. a little bit on that. Um, so the next song, Bella Wood, correct? Bello? Be- I think it's Bello. Yeah. I've really liked this song. Um. It's about World War One. This one was a real the story. Christmas, the Christmas truce, correct? Yes. Um, yes. And uh, I'm I really like history. Uh, not necessarily like history class, but I just like learning about history, and uh, I think it's interesting because it's like a big story of how we came to be. Um, and so, give you a little background if you don't know about the Christmas truce. In World War One, they fought in trenches, and in between the trenches, it was called no man's land. And you couldn't come out of the trenches and go into no man's land or else you'd get shot. So on Christmas or like Christmas Eve night or whatever, um, they were like in the trenches and they heard people singing what sounded like Silent Night or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they came out of the trenches and they just met in the middle, both the people. Uh, People have debated how true it is. I like to believe that it's true. But uh, it is it is kind of hard to believe that people that have just been slaughtering each other would come out of the trenches and meet in the middle and shake hands and celebrate Christmas and whatever. I but, like to believe it because, like, it shows that no matter what, people can put aside their differences mm, and that there is kind of hope in the world. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. This was definitely... I wrote this word for word that this was a very good storytelling song. I really liked this song. I especially liked it because he wrote it from the point of view of a soldier. Yeah. And not just like a general overview. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I said it was also quite dramatic like some of his other songs that aren't on this album. But uh, there's one called The River and there's one called The Beaches of Cheyenne. How's it go? Can you sing it? No. (laughs) (laughs) And I said that it was like it. Like I said, it was dramatic, but... He captured it well, and I think it needed to be dramatic to get his point across to actually tell the story in the way he does. Uh-huh. So, yeah. 
Um, anyways, that, that was the last song, right? Mm-hmm. There was only 14, I think. Okay. S- Sevens by Garth Brooks. How we feel about that, Laney? On the I mean, on the grand scheme of the one through ninety two, I like I said it would be forties fifties, possibly higher than Kenny G. Maybe not. We'll have to determine that mm-hmm. a little bit later on. Um, definitely higher than Creed and Nickelback. Oh, for sure. I was thinking like fifties, uh, maybe maybe like low. I I always screw this up whenever I'm talking, like low 40s i guess like 49 48 oh yeah because we're working backwards um yeah i'm trying to like think in my head if it would be low or high but y'all get what i'm saying Mm -hmm. maybe even if there's a bunch of bangers like maybe upper 60s if it's if it's a a bunch of bangers and on this list i don't know uh but oh yeah that's true that's true definitely close to the 40s range right um okay so next we have the titanic soundtrack oh my gosh I only know one song, and it's My Heart Will Go On by yeah. Celine Dion. The other stuff could be instrumental, it could not be, but I think they work with an orchestra, maybe. Uh-huh. So that'll be interesting, we'll really have to see. We're about to go listen to it right after this, so. Oh my gosh, I forgot that we were going to listen to it right after this. We always listen to the next album right after we record the podcast. Yes, so. but I put us back a week because I had a cold. So yeah. we're a little bit behind, and then he's about to have to go back to school, so... But the podcast will still come. Yes, hopefully as consistent as it has been, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll try. We'll try. We'll see. Anyways, you got anything else to add, Lainey? Nope, I'm done. Okay, well, this has been the Diamond Mind Podcast with Nate and Lainey. Uh, We're going to be coming at you next week with the Titanic soundtrack.